Hello and welcome to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. My name is Harrison Crook and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Oliver Gilmore. Ollie, how you doing? Harrison, I'm doing well. We've got uh, something a bit different today. Did you want to tell our listeners what we've got in store? Yeah, so over the next three weeks, we're going to be releasing uh, some new concept ideas for the podcast. Now, I'm actually going away to the States very shortly. It's a week from today when we're recording this. It's going to be very exciting, but it means we can't record the podcast. So we're recording a few episodes in advance with a few different style concepts. And we want to get your thoughts. We want to get your feedback. So the first of which is today, we're going to be doing the ultimate NFL experience. So we've broken down the game day experience of going to an NFL game into different categories. And we're going to be sort of discussing which teams do it best, which cities do it best, uh, and giving you like a Frankenstein answer for if we could pull the best bit of all the stadium experiences, what would be the ultimate experience for the NFL fan? Um, it's going to be fun, isn't it, all? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm excited to talk about all of the cities, all of the sports teams, um, all of the stadiums, um, and what they have on offer. So whether it's uh, first thing that comes to mind, it might be my Packers, it might be your Dolphins. What do they have? Are they in any of our categories that we've got here? So yeah, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, make sure if you enjoy the podcast, make sure to follow us on our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Road Trip Sports Pod. Uh, we're on YouTube. Road Trip Sports Podcast is what you need to search. Uh, any inquiries, if you'd like to get on the show, Road Trip Sports Podcast at gmail.com is where you can send your emails. We're so excited to bring these new ideas to you and we hope you enjoy them. So make sure you get in touch. Let us know any and all of your feedback. We'd really love to hear it but i think it's time to uh kick into this podcast hey eh? let's get into it all right so like we said at the top it's going to be we're going to break it down into different categories the following are the categories that we're going to be discussing for the podcast so the tailgating experience the food the seat value for money so of course everyone would love to sit front row but we're talking about the value for money where wherever you sit in the game you're going to get good value for the money that you pay for it uh, the corporate box experience. So if you're a bit bougie, if you want to fork out a little bit more cash, uh, what the corporate box experience would be like. The history of the stadium, the fandom itself, and the stadium tours. So being able to interact with the stadium and the proximity or ease of access, ease of travel uh, to the stadium. So they're the things we're going to discuss today. Make sure you let us know if we didn't mention your team or if we didn't mention a team that you think does one of these things best, make sure you let us know. But let's get into our first debate and it is all about tailgating. What are your thoughts, Ol? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I haven't been to a lot of NFL stadiums, but one thing for sure... Um, I know that we've got to put in the top four here, um, Green Bay. Certainly one that we'll have in our um, in our consideration. Definitely. And if you didn't, go back and listen to episode one, where I did have a pretty in-depth chat about their tailgating. But I consider Green Bay as one of those uh, tailgating teams that's above average in everything. Yep. They've got um, the experience, they've got the numbers, um, and they've got the music, they've got stuff at the stadium, away from the stadium. Honestly, I think it's above average at everything. Yeah, from what I've heard, uh, both from your accounts and from uh, other people's accounts who've been there, it is sort of that quintessential tailgating experience. They're so such tight-knit community. They're so passionate about their team that I think... 
Green Bay would definitely be an experience I'd love to go to, uh, and I think it's very worthy of being a nominee for the uh, tailgating uh, segment of our experience. Yeah, and um, I want to flag one okay. in particular, and I've seen so many videos come out over the years. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. And this about. one would be the Buffalo Bills, or oh. in Buffalo. Um, so for <laughs> those, those idiots. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, they like to jump through tables, WWE style. Um, <laughs> lay someone on the table, and we're jumping straight through them. And that's become a bit of a trendy, uh, tradition. Um, well, lately as well, it's often been so cold in Buffalo that they decide to light the tables on fire before jumping through them as well. Which is something you see only the most hardcore of uh, WWE wrestlers do, and also Buffalo fans. <laughs> yeah, look, Ridiculous. I think it's it's really one of those uh, cities, one of those sports cities that's it's really around that experience for their tailgating. Um, everyone that talks about it talks about the stuff that comes with it. Yeah, you know, um, and it might not be that their their specialty food, their burgers or whatever they have, but. Hold the ketchup and the mustard. We're here to watch uh, some tables get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I think as a general vibe, it seems like from what I've read online and what you can see uh, pre-game, the better cities for tailgating seem to be the smaller cities. It yes. seems to be the yep. tighter-knit community where you're encouraged to interact with people. Do you? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's almost like that... Um, everyone mentality like we're, we, we're all friends let's get everyone involved and I yeah. think that's reminiscent of a small town and a small community um, whereas you look at the bigger cities that takes away the personality of it a little bit but um, yeah there's just I not think- as much space in the bigger cities as well when they're so packed in there's not the dedicated parking space to set up and and have those conversations have those interactions yeah so I also think Denver's a good one here yeah um, yep you're 5,280 feet above sea level. <laughs> and what does that mean? You probably don't need as many beers to get you drunk. So um, enjoy that. They have a lot of microbreweries there. Um, you know, something else is legal. So if you really want to indulge in uh, the experience <laughs> outside of the stadium, probably don't recommend it uh, too much. But um, I think you'll be a mile high when you go to that stadium. Yeah. So mile high city um, at the uh, stadium there for Denver. I yep. think give them a shout out nonetheless. Definitely. Uh, one I've seen online that has got a lot of pop as well is uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their fans are so dedicated. It, it, they recommended that you get there for game day at 8 a.m. Because if you didn't get a park at 8 a.m., you weren't getting a park. That's how dedicated they are. They show up early. They party all day long. Usually the Steelers of the last 20 years win the football games. Uh, and then they party afterwards into the night. Uh, but Pittsburgh Steelers another one I want to shout out. I think if we're talking about our best, though, it's got to be between Green Bay and Buffalo. I agree. Um, And as I mentioned before, I think Green Bay being above average at everything sort of hurts them. Like, then then renowned for being obviously one of the best. I think they're probably top two. Um, But I think the fact that they're not renowned for one particular thing probably hurts them a little bit. Does that help? I think it probably does at the same time. It's a bit of a catch-22. I think it more helps them than not. I think the fact that... Buffalo are known for the tables and they're known for their passion, but they're not known for every part of the tailgating experience you're going for. I think if you're a, if you're an Australian football fan who just doesn't have a team, they're just going for the experience, you will get the best tailgating experience, the best neutral tailgating experience at a Packers thing. And I'm not just blowing smoke up here. I think that I think that them being above average in everything 
in this conversation helps because you get a bit of everything when you go. If you're the average NFL fan, you get everything you need and everything you want out of it. You get the passion, you get the tradition, you get the history, you get the uh, small community vibe, you get the food, you get a bit of everything. Yeah, I think we've got to go Packers here. I suppose you're not breaking tables every two minutes as well. So <laughs> that might happen once an hour, which is probably still enough to enjoy. But um, yeah, you're probably right there. You do have, um, as I mentioned in episode one, you've got uh, shots out of uh, snowboards, you've got uh, cheese fondue bratwurst like really what else do you want exactly right exactly right I can watch those idiots jump through tables on my on my iPhone <laughs> locking it in what are we locking in Eddie I think we're locking in Green Bay uh, winning our tailgating so let's move on now to the food food is one of the uh, quintessential parts of an NFL game day experience you've got to have something good to eat some cities are not known for this some cities just have your basic standard pizza hot dog fare but the cities we're about to talk about have some very specific cuisines that are specific to the stadiums and we want to shout them out. First of all, I'm going to go to, to Kansas City and they're a great one for tailgating as well, but they're specifically known for their food and their food is barbecue and they do it well. They sure do and uh, I think they're probably up there for tailgating as well, but I think the thing that makes their tailgating so good is that food. Yeah. I think there's nothing really else surrounding it. It's the fact that their food is so darn good. So behind the curtain a little bit, we had them in the tailgating section, but we thought the reason they're tailgating, like we said, the reason they're tailgating is so good is their food. So I think that they've almost got to win the crown here. Um, I think we should go through the other nominees, of course, but I don't see someone knocking off KC. Yeah, I agree. I think you've got Philly there as well. It probably has one of the best tailgate offerings in the Philly cheesesteak. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so here's, I could here's get the Rocky that. style underdog contender. <laughs> um, yeah, Philly. I've had a Philly cheesesteak, um, and I, the state. It's a nice stadium, and there's a lot of parking around, so it's pretty good for a tailgate. Um, cheesesteaks from Philly. I haven't had specifically the one from the stadium, but Philly cheesesteaks are an underrated food. We should see them more everywhere. Yeah, I don't Delicious. think you can really stuff that up either if it's at the stadium. And one of the stadiums that does have basically everything i think you mentioned that it was an amusement park for uh <laughs> for food and that's uh that's dallas's at&t stadium which has just about everything on offer yeah so the other two we wanted to mention was both dallas at&t stadium and nrg stadium in houston and both of which have a real blend because texas is such a blend of uh mexican cuisines they've got a bit of cajun coming over from louisiana um, bit of barbecue, got, there's of a course. bit of Asian American influence there as well. They've, there's a bit of barbecue. They've got a lot of variety to offer. So wh- whatever you're feeling like, whoever you're going with, there's going to be something for everyone at those stadiums. And I think it is underrated how diverse they are. And I think that could carry them to the title. But God, I just want to eat some of that Kansas City barbecue. Yeah, I agree. I'm, only, I'm getting hungry. My only concern is just really the fact that... Um, the fact that the variety is a really good thing, but you, how many games, unless you're like a season ticket holder and you, we're talking about the best experience for each of those, you know, you, you want to try Kansas City barbecue once and you're not going to be able to try everything at those other two stadiums. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, going Kansas City? 
Let's lock them in. Lock it in. The next category uh, is the seat value for money. Now, there's a lot of great places to watch a game. We're not going to talk about the best stadium or the best uh, views necessarily because it depends on how much you pay. You can pay to be right on the sideline. You can pay to have the good views. But we're talking about seat value for money. We're talking about the best view you can get at the cheapest cost. And so these four teams that we're going to discuss have that nice balance of the the quality seating with a bit of a with a bit of a cost that you you get what you pay for. Um, so do you want to take us through the first one? Oh, yeah. The first one here is is the Buccaneers. Um, I've heard they do have really really good seating. Um, and another uh, value there, which I probably don't think is part of the criteria, but I was sort of just thinking. You're not going to have to deal with any cold weather outside as well. It is an outdoor stadium. Mm. So you're probably going to get the hot weather most of the year. Um, and the tickets, they've always been pretty reasonable. I'm sure they've jacked them up recently uh, with the uh, recent success of the team with Tom Brady being there. Uh, but even still, yeah, watching a game in the hot Tampa sun, some say it can get a bit too hot at times and it's a bit uh, uncomfortable because there isn't much shade. Uh, but... You know you're not going to get rained on. Oh, you're not going to get snowed on. It's not going to be too cold. You know you're going to have a nice um, hot day there. So would be a great, uh, great place to see a game of football. The next one I want to bring up is the Indianapolis Colts. Very underrated stadium. It's right in the heart of the city. It's the reason why the Combine is held there every year. It's in the heart of the city. It's easy to get to. Uh, and this, it's got great views. Like the, the stadium itself looks magnificent inside. And... It's relatively inexpensive as well. Yeah, and it's it's sort of uh, one of those stadiums where it's a good view from wherever you sit. And we've seen that because they've hosted basketball Final Four events there. And you don't usually, unless you obviously you want that big crowd, which they do go for. But that said, they don't want to put you in a stadium where you can't see the basketball court up in the bleachers. So definitely think about that a little bit as well. It does feel, even though it's a big NFL stadium, it does feel close-knit and packed together like, it does feel like you're very close to the action um where, wherever you're like, seeing seating views obviously i haven't been there but seeing the seating views it does feel very close to the action so i think i think the colts will be a great option for there uh the next one we want to bring up is the uh the Rams stadium so specifically the rams experience because you'd rather watch a rams game than a Chargers game wouldn't you um but the, it is more expensive but being the most uh, modern NFL stadium, you do get what you pay for. And if you pay that little bit extra to go to a Rams game, it's a fantastic view, a fantastic experience. It's the next-gen NFL stadium. Yeah, and you've got that ginormous big screen, which you can probably just find yourself watching on that rather than actually on the field as well. 100%. So, um, uh, so on the trip I'm going to to the uh, to the States, I'm going to do a stadium tour of SoFi Stadium. So I will report back on uh, just how big that screen actually is for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> And um, our last one for nominee is the Atlanta Falcons Stadium, the very new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, very great uh, venue. It's already held a Super Bowl there. Uh, it looks like a great place to watch a game, and it seems relatively cheap too. Yeah, I think that's the big one. It's very, very cheap. I think they've even got some corporate boxes, which they say are on the cheaper side as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think be- probably because the Falcons aren't the greatest team ever. Um, but Pretty much. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's certainly a cool stadium and and value for money there. I mean, if they're going to ride with Marcus Mariota as their quarterback this year, tickets are going to be very cheap. 
I don't think we've discussed who we think is going to be the winner, but I'll give you mine now. Yep. And I think it's the Colts. I was going to say the Colts as well. Yeah. I've also heard one of my friends went there last year and said that the mezzanine, the concourse area was really, really cool. Had cheap beers as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, and it sort of felt like where he was sitting right up the top in the bleachers. Um, he got a video of Jonathan Taylor running like 80 yards and you could see him the whole way. So it was good That's enough awesome. view from the bleachers. Yeah. Um, no real obstructed view, which was pretty cool. So I'm going to go with the Colts as the best uh, seat value for money. And you're in agreement as well? I 100% agree. I was going to say it before you even did. So I think they're a good option there. But the next one we're going to talk about is the corporate box experience. Now, one day when we're making millions from this podcast, uh, we might go to a corporate box uh, <laughs> at one of these stadiums. Um, but let's hope you teach for um, a celebrity <laughs> or something, mate, or, or I struck gold in the law department or something. I don't I, know. Who knows? <laughs> but if we do, we'd love to go to one of these experiences because uh, these corporate boxes, I think, are the best in the league. First of all, I'd like to shout out uh, my Miami uh, Dolphins and the Miami Hard Rock Stadium. I think. The cool thing about those corporate boxes, they are so close to the field. Like they are, they are right on top of the field. So the view uh, that we've seen from these corporate boxes looks absolutely incredible. First class catering. What else do you want? Yeah, and we only just saw the. I think when I first was made aware of their corporate boxes was the Super Bowl and. They showed a bit of a video as they do. Basically, here you go. Here's what a $500,000 ticket gets you or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was almost like you were watching it from your lounge. Like you were that close. Yeah. Um, and you were. You were in a lounge. You got brought food. There was also that option to go back into the... Um, oh, it's almost like your own little... Lounge. Lounge area. area yeah. And you got some food and um, even that looked unreal. So I 100%, think 100%. that's certainly a pretty heavy contender there. Definitely, definitely. What is, what's the next one you got for us? I've got San Fran. Um, you have you been to Levi's? I've I visited there. Yeah, I didn't. They didn't have any stadium tours running, but I did get to walk around and have a look uh, from the outside. They've got a huge wall of um, of the corporate boxes. It looks absolutely stunning. Um, if you take a look, I think you're just getting up a picture now. It looks like. Yeah, um, I just want to have a bit of a better look because. I haven't been there, but I know that they've got a ton of them. So, yeah. and it's all, they're all at that like press box, that media um, area, almost across midfield there, which, which looks pretty cool as well. Probably the best place you want to watch um, a game from. Yeah. And like you said, it is pretty close to the field as well. So you would get that very nice view of the field. They're all on the sideline. Um, sort of area. So yeah, I think, I think that'd be another great option. Uh, if we got that, uh, Got that uh, law money. <laughs> the bag, mate. Got the bag. Secured the bag. Nah. Um, what's the next one you got for us? Yeah, one I want to flag. Um, now, this probably isn't the best for watching the game. This might be controversial. Yeah, it isn't the best for watching the game, but the Jacksonville Jaguars, believe it or not, <laughs> they have spas and swimming pools, and you can basically look out over the, uh, over the, the field there. <laughs> so, mate, like, honestly, free drinks, free food... You're sitting by the pool. You're not really watching the game, but in terms of the experience, I bet you it would be uh, pretty top-notch. Yeah. But that said, you're not watching the game. I don't feel like you'd be immersed in it enough. So I think that's the only thing that takes it down. Is it, it, We are talking about the ultimate NFL experience, not the ultimate like party Florida experience. If we're talking about the ultimate party to have in Florida, 
might be it, but I think the quality of football drags down a little bit. The last one I'll mention is the Cowboys. I think they've got a fantastic setup, especially those field level. Have you seen the field level corporate boxes for the oh, Cowboys? The I ones like on the field level, you basically like right like on the fence, banging on the fence. That looks unreal. It does. And we all know that uh, Jerry Jones has got a flash. He's got to show all of his 100%. billionaires what he's got on offer at AT&T. So he's going to show you a bit of everything. Um, yeah, I think a worthy... A worthy mention there, nonetheless. Are they a winner, though? I, I don't know. It's a hard one to pick. I think it's between Miami and the Cowboys. And as much as I don't like to say it, those those field-level uh, boxes look pretty cool. I'm honestly... I'm I'm up to leave this to you. I haven't seen as much of AT&T as probably others. Um, but I think I'm willing to go with whatever you reckon here. Give me Miami. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> Might be a bit biased, but yeah. I'll give it to you. Miami needs one in here. If you haven't checked out the 2020 Super Bowl corporate box seats, I'd recommend you do so because that'll give you a bit of an idea. Definitely, definitely. And even the, sorry, totally not, but even the SoFi one this year, um, yeah. that one was cool as well. It's like, what can you get for this uh, ridiculous amount of money? And that's where you end up. But <laughs> What can you get for the price of a house? Um, anyway, moving on now to the history. So um, we've seen recently a lot of teams have rebuilt stadiums. There's a lot of new stadiums in the league, but we've still carried a few of the traditional stadiums uh, that we'd like to share. And being a part of that history, talking about all the games that have been there is part of the NFL game day experience. So first of all, the most obvious answer and could potentially be our winner, strong candidate, would you like to tell us about the lovely Green Bay? I do, mate. It's it's the second oldest active stadium. Um, it's one of those ones that it's you're really immersed in it. We talked about those yeah. silver seats on episode one. The bleachers. The bleachers. Um, it's really iconic. It's It's got a lot of history behind it. It's probably one of the most storied uh, NFL stadiums of all time. Yeah. Um, has a little bit of everything. And I think the fact that it's held up and they've continued to uh, do re- renovations to it because they're able to get those, uh, would you call it, dividends from their fans <laughs> by giving them fake fake ownership. But uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, they're able to do it up. And I think it's a, a really, really cool stadium that's held the test of time, really. I think Lambo's so cool as well because it doesn't have sponsorship attached to it. I think some of the sponsored names just make them sound not quite as good. But the fact that it's always been Lambeau Field, I think that history and that tradition is so important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, So a couple of others we wanted to mention. Soldier Field um, has been around for ages. Uh, They actually uh, built the new stadium into the facade of the old stadium. So it's sort of a mix of new and old. um, But... You've still got the tradition there of Soldier Field. It still does look impressive um, and definitely a historical one to uh, check out. Yeah, look, uh, I'm not going to give them too much. <laughs> I it's wonder why one. I tossed to you. Uh, it's, for... a, it's an old one. Anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> it's old and it's old for a reason. <laughs> one, that I will, one that I will talk about is Arrowhead. So that one was finished in, in 1972 um, and it's basically operated as a multi-purpose facility, but... It's built primarily for football, um, and it's basically known for its, ob- its unobstructed sight lines and 
the fact that the stadium has held its it looks like an old stadium mm. but the thing is you that doesn't discredit discredit it at all you know no. like i think that also adds to the fact it's so cool yeah definitely definitely i think that that's what's lost with some of these modern stadiums is they feel too modern you can't feel the history in them um where that that's definitely a stadium you can feel that 50 years ago people were still sitting in these same seats watching the same team um watching their beloved chiefs play um another one i want to shout out which i think might contend with lambo and i'm gonna i'm gonna fight for it a little bit because i feel like a debate's coming the superdome in new orleans so the superdome in new orleans has held uh the most super bowls for any venue um, out of all the venues in the NFL, it's tied, I believe, or it, it flips back and forth because they always have them. Um, but it's up there with Miami for the most cities that have held. But the venue itself, the Superdome, has held the most um, Super Bowls in NFL history. Uh, it is so ingrained in New Orleans culture as well. I, they're saddening sites, but it was the site of refuge in when Hurricane Katrina hit. Um, it's the site of great joy. It's right there in the city as well. So people that stroll off Bourbon Street and onto this iconic, massive dome structure. Uh, I think it is a very iconic and historical stadium for the city of New Orleans. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's one of those stadiums that's that's really cool. I even like the the shape of it. It's it's it's, it's a uh, weird shape, isn't it? It's the spaceship, really. Yeah. Um, it's cool from the outside. I didn't get to venture in there when I went to New Orleans, so there's a reason to go back is to visit that stadium so yeah it's uh it's on the newer side when you compared to one of your lambos but it does have that history (laughs) it's it's fun saying the superdome is a newer stadium isn't it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah how were you feeling about history i think it's as as much as i'll try to argue the superdome it's hard to fight against lambo it is football yeah it's 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 football heaven it's the mcg of of american football yeah and i think it's hard because i think the fact that lambo more or less green bay is a city um they haven't been able to accommodate for super bowls so yeah that's the thing that discredits them but i don't think it's got anything to do with the stadium i think it's more got to do with the size of the city and the uh facilities surrounding it honestly i reckon if they had the hotels and could accommodate a super bowl the super bowl would be held every year in Lambo. the frozen tundra baby the oh, frozen tundra wouldn't it be cool wouldn't it be cool i th- I, th- I it'd be so cool for them to host a super bowl i think that'd be the most awesome thing ever you it's thought you could have saw it at like a hundredth anniversary or hundred and fiftieth, whatever it you, may you be. You know when they should have held it, the COVID year. Yeah, because you're not. It's not about getting fans in anyway. You're not going to get the the massive amounts of fans in. COVID year, Lambo Super Bowl. It would look cool as. Yeah, I just think that the trying to do that. I mean, could you even travel around America then to get there? To even not go to the game, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Makes it hard. But yeah, I think a very worthy winner for the uh, most historical uh, venue in the NFL. Uh, Moving on to fandom now. Part of the best experience about going to a game is experiencing uh, the passionate fandom um, associated with the team. So we're going to run down a few passionate fandoms, teams that have been voted as the most passionate um, and teams that we've seen as the most passionate, um, both in our interactions with fans and uh, seeing them on the TV. First one is the Twelves. Yeah. Uh, what do you say about this? Is this t- 
team and 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 their fans that come with it because so for, for those who don't know by the way the 12s are the Seahawks uh Seahawks fandom yeah that's it and they really epitomize the fandom and and the support for their team and it really was that extra man you know let's uh let's our de- when our defense is on it's it's all noise when our offense is on it's all quiet but when uh, we make a play we're getting up we're getting crazy um, I just feel like their their fans are good at really every aspect of fandom. You know, they're not sour when they lose, yeah. But they're cunning when they win. You know, they'll get a, they'll get under your skin. Hundred percent, hundred percent. A few more to shout out. Cowboys, uh, they're an obnoxious fan base. They will get under your skin. <laughs> um, they are salty when they lose. Uh, they think they're going to win the Super Bowl every year, but that's part of the fun of sports is having the the fan base that you love to hate and I think that for a lot of people the Cowboys are that fan base yeah look I I don't have a real great deal to say about the Cowboys I know that they're uh, still living in the 90s though so I wouldn't have them as, as the best fandom around today no no um, one that definitely is worthy of a shout out for how much hard how much they show up for their team despite the hardships that they've faced over the last 20 years is the Cleveland Browns. The poor Cleveland Browns. I mean, the fact that that stadium was not the not the lowest attendance over the five years where they were the absolute out-and-out worst team in the NFL is shocking. And it's a testament, shout-out to those fans for, for showing up and showing out for their team, even when they, uh, they weren't good. Um, obviously, there's the um, interesting situation there at the moment with um, the whole legalities and who's going to play quarterback. But um, Browns fans are always there for their team. Yeah, I I think they're they're pretty loyal, much to their own detriment, anyway. So, and the last one to shout out is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their terrible towel waving nonsense. Um, they are a very passionate fan base as well. They get stuck into. Uh, opposition teams and I think they're worthy of a to chat about I think ultimately the Seahawks take this one I agree I I think it's uh, a pretty easy one they caused an earthquake <laughs> they caused an earthquake Marshall and Lynch 2010 a beast quake insane insane um Moving on now to stadium tours. One of the uh, my favourite things to do when I'm over in the States is to tour um, sports stadiums, to see the change rooms, to see how how the uh, product is made. Um, and, yeah, there's some great ones around. Uh, do you yeah. wanna, do we'll, we want to talk about a few of them? We'll start off with ones that we've been to. Yep. Um, and Lambeau for me. I mean, it's renowned as one of the best in the NFL. Um, I, compared to other tours... It's sort of one of those ones where you walk around a bit, you take a few photos, you get on the field, you know, that's a big thing. But as we mentioned previously, you're not allowed in the locker rooms because it's at 24-7. It's accessible to players 24-7. I think that's the thing that hurts it as a stadium tour experience. Yeah. Despite the history, despite the museums and all that, I think that hurts it from being up the top. You see a lot, but you want a little bit more as a fan. You know, yeah. give me a little bit more insight than just standing on the field. I mean, don't get me wrong; that was the the craziest and best thing ever. But um, and not for me, I saw Matt Lafleur, but not everyone else does. So, <laughs> um, I think they're a worthy mention anyway. But you went to a Philadelphia Eagles tour. I did. I did back when my brother was an Eagles fan. He's now a Raiders fan. Don't ask me why. <laughs> why? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but 
we went we went on a Philly Eagles tour and I've seen around and it's actually been voted one of the best ones to do. There's lots to see. Um, it's It's got great views from all around the stadium, wherever you go. Um, you can actually go in the change rooms. Um, so we got pictures. They had it all set up with all jerseys. So we got pictures with them, like we mentioned in the previous episode. Um, but I think it was a I think it was a great experience and yeah definitely would recommend um, Phillies and from the consensus online everyone else recommends that one as well yeah I haven't really seen much on it so I can't comment a great deal but I've heard really good things from you I've heard that you got to see a couple of cool things that I never imagined you'd probably be able to see yeah. um, but I suppose one that I have heard a lot about for the extensiveness, I mean, it's such a big stadium. Is AT and T Stadium and the Cowboys oh, tour that looks amazing? It is cheap as too. I was looking into it for the um, trip I'm doing. It's cheap as, and you get to see everything. You get to run out in the field. You can take pictures on the star. Like they let you see the whole thing go all through the change rooms and everything. I honestly think that might have to be our winner. Yeah, I think it is too. And you get to do your own like little press conference yeah. in front of the uh, like what do you call it? The coaches stand or oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty so cool. cool. You get to see all the and it's a historical team as well. I know the stadium's only new, but they do carry that history and weight with them. I think ultimately the Cowboys beat the Eagles. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Right. Probably too many times too for some for the salty <laughs> <laughs> salty Philly fans. Oh, we're gonna die if we go to Philadelphia. Uh, and the last one we're gonna talk about is the proximity or ease of travel. Um, so the the teams we're gonna mention are very close to their uh, stadium, uh, the uh, the CBD. So we sort of measured the CBD to the stadium. And a couple of the teams that are close by, New Orleans, Cleveland, Detroit, and Carolina are all seen as the closest teams. I think from what I've seen, New Orleans has to take this one. You can walk straight from Bourbon Street straight to a game at the Superdome. I think that's unparalleled. From the experience you can have pre-game and going to all those bars, it's not quite a tailgating experience, but it has been rated as quite an awesome experience pre-game. Being able to walk and be so close to the stadium, I think that must win the uh, proximity. Now, I've done a bit of research. I've looked at all of their distances from their main city hub. Cleveland is a 12-minute walk. New Orleans is a 14-minute walk. Detroit's a 14-minute walk. And Carolina is a 15-minute walk. So by that, Cleveland's the winner. We're talking about proximity and ease of travel. I think New Orleans has got to take it, though. What's What is there in Cleveland? I've been to New Orleans, and I'm... I'm just saying, like, New Orleans is close. And it's as you mentioned, it's close to Bourbon Street. It's close to everything. It's whether that is is the winner. Like, I haven't been to Cleveland to comment. Like, I know it's close to the city center, but is it close to everything you want to go? And I think yeah. probably that uncertainty. I'll acknowledge that C- Cleveland's the closest. And um, if you're a Cleveland fan listening, you know, give it to them. They're the closest. But uh, I think just because I know Bourbon Street and the main city hub is so close, I'd probably give it to New Orleans. I think we do. Uh, so that's that's going to be just about the end of our podcast for today. A little bit shorter one um, as we trial some new concepts. But just running down our winners for all of the categories. So our tailgating experience we take the green bay packers tailgating experience um for the food we're taking the kansas city barbecue uh for seat value we're taking the indianapolis colts uh for the corporate box we're taking miami uh for the history we've got to take lambo uh lambo field for the fandom we're taking the seahawks we're taking the 12s 
For the stadium tours, we're looking at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium Tour. And for the proximity on ease of travel, we're taking the New Orleans Superdome. Um, how do we feel? Yeah, I'm happy. Imagine you could just do it all. You could just go to every single one. And I'm hoping one day um, it'll never happen. I'll, I'm pretty honest. But uh, <laughs> I'm hoping one day, imagine you go, okay, we're well, going to go to every single team's home game throughout the year. I think you'd, probably, you'd definitely what have to live in the States. So, yeah. um, you never know, mate. Go and teach over there or do something cool over there. <laughs> um, so, we can do that. But uh, Or maybe um, if the Warriors or the Packers are listening and you need someone on your front office, I'm happy to help out as well. <laughs> I think it'd be a great experience. Um, well, last week, we're going to do for this week. Now, in the next couple of weeks, because we can't predict the future uh we won't be able to do the lock of the weeks but we're still going to do it for this week and we're going to talk about games that will happen over the next couple of weeks um and lock them up but we've got to talk about the previous week i think this is one of our only weeks that we've both hit uh hit correct so um i got correct melbourne did beat brisbane uh smashed brisbane in fact and uh put their stamp back on as the uh, top team of the comp and the New South Wales Blues won by 32 points to give you the win. This current score in our locks is 7-6. to six. Do you have thoughts on either of those games, Ol? Not particularly. Um, I just thought that Melbourne were such a great team. Um, and they had their backs against the wall. They come out against Brisbane and really shook the system. Um, Brisbane will come away from that game thinking, what have we got to do better? Because I think they'll see each other in September. So, definitely, yeah, Melbourne undermanned, no Max Gorn. Uh, I think Brisbane, it was Brisbane's game to win, but I think they've lost more than 10 games in a row at the MCG, which is a pretty alarming stat because we know the grand final is played there. It's not at the Gabba anymore. Um, and moving on to the, to the Blues, I actually had a bit of an early night after a big weekend in, uh, in Melbourne. I watched a couple of footy games. Yeah. So I was in bed by 7.30. <laughs> oh, the old, yeah, the old nanny nap. Uh, so I didn't get to watch that game, um, yeah, but was, I've checked the drumming. highlights. You've watched it. What do you think? Uh, absolute drumming, uh, especially once the sin bin happened just before halftime. You could feel that momentum swing. The Blues went in. Um, they went in again after halftime, and then that the floodgates just opened. They were running through them like arm tackles everywhere. Uh, Blues definitely deserve to win that, and I think they'll carry that momentum and uh, go into Queensland and take the title. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, especially away from home, whether the Blues get the job done. Now, your lock, it's a bit of an interesting one. It is. So, one of the games, uh, the only game I'm actually getting to go to see when I'm in the States uh, is going to be on a Saturday night baseball at Dodger Stadium on the 9th of July. Uh, The LA Dodgers are playing against the Chicago Cubs, a big Big Saturday night blockbuster game, and I've got the Dodgers, the hometown Dodgers, uh, to beat the Cubs in that game. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. The Chicago Cubs, I did go on their tour, and before the season, weren't they chirpy? Oh, we've got this guy. This guy's going to sign. Mm-hmm. But they're 28 and 45. And we, I think from memory, it would have been a while back, but we got asked who we thought was going to win. And I think we both sort of agreed that it was the Dodgers that mm. were going to win the MLB this year. And they're sitting pretty top of the West, um, the, a, the NL West, brother, 45 and 26. So I think they should get the job done. It's expected. You're probably steering for a pretty heavy favorite, but I'll give it to you because you're at the game. Yeah, I 
I, I did I did know that they'd be a heavy favourite, but yeah. I, I, I wanted to pick the game I'm going to while I'm there. Yeah, no, man, I won't I won't take that away from you. Now something I'm I will on... take away from you though is your lock. <laughs> this is a bit ridiculous. It is a bit of a different one. <laughs> I'm going north to cover the line. Now you're thinking the line, what's the line? Tell you us know, the line. North have lost ten in a row by more than forty plus. What's the line? How much can Geelong <laughs> possibly beat north by now the line's at 66 points 66 points so i'm asking for north melbourne to not lose by more than 66 points can they get the job done so north melbourne lose by 65 points and you somehow win that's atrocious and the funny thing is this is paying a dollar 90 on sports bet like not even short odds i think you can get on them like 80 plus uh geelong uh, sorry under 80 plus and it's like a dollar fifty. That's hilarious. Now every time I've said go and put your house on it, it's inevitably lost. So probably don't go and bet on this one, so I can get the lock this week. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's so funny. Um, are they one of the? They've got to be one of the worst AFL teams in in history. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, I would have said hard. West Coast were, but they got up. Yeah, they won, but they versus an Essendon, mate, and they're one of the worst. Uh, <laughs> they're one of the worst organisations in twenty years. So there are some really great AFL teams this year, and it's a really top-heavy league. But with that comes some truly awful teams, and there are some real bad ones this year. Yeah, and I think if we can't, um, we've got to talk about one thing, Harrison. Yep. Before we go, you've All mentioned right. the worst teams, um, probably that we've seen in a while. Yep. Now, I want to let you know that it's just about been... I almost want to give you a drum roll here. It's been over 6,500 days since Essendon have won a final. You've got a calendar on your bedroom wall, don't you? <laughs> just a, ticking the days there's over. There's actually a few uh, pages on Facebook and Twitter where that's that that's there. So uh, give they, that they a need like an online count a count up clock, not a countdown, a count up clock where it just just uh, slowly ticks up. You can the amount of seconds as well. That's be that's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, that's it for uh, for this episode of the podcast. Let us know if you like this new format. Um, it was really interesting to talk about and almost sum up the different ways to experience an NFL uh, NFL game. So we hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, make sure you get onto us. Uh, follow us on all the socials at Road Trip Sports Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Road Trip Sports Podcast is what you need to search. We're also, any inquiries you've got, hey, if you'd like to get on the pod, if you'd like to tell us your thoughts, give us ideas for new segments, we'd love to hear from you. Road Trip Sports Podcast at gmail.com is how you can get in touch uh next uh episode that we will be releasing uh will be all about the most iconic afl team of the 21st century we've got a lot of afl fans in our fan base uh so we can't wait to present that episode to you i hope you guys enjoy it uh but yeah that's it from us uh we'll see you next time see ya